Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Phil Tiger. Slacker Hello Slacker friends, welcome to episode 2 of this award winning new panel show uh, called the Slacker Friends Podcast. It was called in Panel Show Magazine, A Triumph of the Human Spirit. Elon Musk tweeted about it last week saying, I wish I had come up with this rad idea. That's the podcast that you're dealing with here people. If you're watching this on YouTube then please drop the channel, uh, subscribe, turn the bell on, do all the usual things. And if you're listening on your podcast, uh, please leave us a review and share the podcast. It's the little free things that you can do that help this uh, machine keep on rolling. Um, speaking of which, thank you to the Slacker Patreon community over at patreon.com forward slash slacker podcast. Uh, we offer exclusive podcasts over there, music playlists, free tickets to live events when that can start happening in 2029. Um, it's like a little family over there discussing music and all sorts of stuff. Um, so for the price of a cup of tea or coffee, you can take the pressure off the, the Slacker CEO and uh, Chimney Sweep here and you can um, give to what needs given. Patreon.com forward slash Slacker podcast. You guys are legends. Right, Slacker friends, our first guest today. We are Arsenal. We are We love Arsenal. We are Arsenal. No mercy. No mercy. We're Arsenal forever. Host of Friday nights on BBC One Extra. He is the one man carnival. He's Dafu, never beaten me on FIFA 20. <laughs> it is Jeremiah. Asamaya, hello, how you doing? What's good, bro? I love the intro. Thank you for choosing Arsenal. However, right now, probably not the greatest time to be an Arsenal fan, but, you know, we live with David DeWeese in defence, so, yeah. yeah. You, you, gen- <laughs> you genuinely, genuinely have Sideshow Bob, like, making sure that, like, people don't score goals against oh, you guys. mate. I feel like David DeWeese is a double agent. Definitely still supports Chelsea and still plays for them because last week... And before, flipping dreadful. See, Jeremiah, Jer- Jeremiah is big into his football, but like it's his musical brain that we we borrow off him uh, tonight. Um, and right. our second guest, 
I, I had so much appropriate music to play, and then I heard this last minute, and I was like, ah, do you know Here what? I'm just going to play this anyway. You done me up, eh? I totally forgot about the Titanic flute song, and I was just like, Mike Juice, label boss of Headache Inc., making music under the name Headache, former Lord of Atlanta singer and all around dreamboat, Mike Juice. Wow, goes wild. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. How's it going, man? I, I had to, I had to do it. I had to do it on somebody, and it just happened to be you. Oh well, I'll take one for the team for the comedy value. <laughs> what's the, what's the crack? How how you doing? Really good. I'm actually a bit worried because um, I'm waiting on a piece of studio gear to arrive, and it would just be my luck that the fella would ring the doorbell while I'm doing this. So. Everyone, fingers crossed. Everybody's got very into like home deliveries now. Nobody actually goes out and gets anything anymore. I mean, you, like, you couldn't for such a long time that people have forgotten like how to actually shop now, I think. I am old school not leaving the house and having zero social interaction. So I, I was, I've been preparing for this for about 16 years, man. Which is... <laughs> I've been getting back into like meeting people and socially distancing and stuff like that this week. It's been a bit weird. What about you, Jeremiah? Yeah, you know, I, I can't because I, I, I look after my grandma sometimes, so I have to be extra cautious. However, I did go to the studio yesterday for like the first time and there was like five people there. But I feel like things are starting to get a little bit easier from mm. like, of course, July 4th around the corner. And apparently barbers are meant to open and more pubs and whatnot. So I guess things are starting to ease a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's all right. It feels weird though, isn't it? No, the, the the pubs the pubs won't bother you too much because you don't drink, do you? But like the barbers definitely will because like I've never seen your hair this long in my life. Bro, Anybody who's watching on YouTube will see. The club, mate. I am I am that person who stands in a corner, looking lost right now. That is me because this is <laughs> unacceptable. I had a little bash. Me and the, me and Nina did the uh, the dog clippers. We got them out, and I just just went for it and shaved my head, and I thought I was. Um, liberating myself but actually <laughs> really this is now my hair grows out as well like just the oh, no. straight out there's nothing i can do this is i've, I've had the well a wet look out and everything trying to stick it down for this oh you, bro so you're lucky my hair doesn't grow you you two are, like, are making me jealous i have like really sort of fine thin hair and you guys have these like big sort of bushes <laughs> growing out of the sides of your head. Yeah, no chance of you boys going bald. Um, right, let's Mate. let's start with um, our our first question. Yeah. Probably one of the worst things to ever happen to hip hop. Vanilla ice, <laughs> An ice ice baby. You'll you'll have your minutes to to retort to that. Um, Vanilla ice is set to play to two thousand five hundred people in Texas to celebrate the Fourth of July this weekend in the middle of a pandemic in a state that's numbers have not gone down. And the question I have: What is the stupidest thing you've seen or heard a musician or artist ever do? Who's that to? Take it off, Mike. Go on. I've just, uh, I don't even know if I can say this. The first thing that's popped into my head is a uh, Gigi Allen stage poo. Oh um, my God. Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard about that. Yeah. He, he pooed on stage amongst other horrific things. But yeah, he, he was already naked and 
and pooed on stage. If I lowered the tone too early, that's all I'm worried no, about. No, it's fine. Like, I mean, it's, it is it is um, fact that uh, Gigi Allen's like a sort of shock, shock rock punk uh, singer. Um, yeah. Who is a horrendous human being by, by all accounts. Definitely, a million percent. And he decided that when he was playing live, like he would normally punch himself in the face and he would say all matter of things that are just horrendous but he yeah i remember like one of my friends like telling me that like he did a poo on stage in front of everybody while people were moshing and trying to like shoulder barge into him yeah i mean i don't know too i think he did it on multiple occasions to be fair and yeah it's the, the shock factor thing but i mean did, did, did he clean it <laughs> I don't. I I really I highly think, doubt this. This man. I was, don't think he he pooed and then and then you know cleaned it up with toilet paper. I think it was just yeah a disgusting mess. I can imagine. I mean, Gigi, it's going to be really tough to beat that one, <laughs> Jeremiah. We've started at the bottom, and all we have to do is climb our way back up. Jeremiah, what's the the stupidest thing you've seen or heard a musician or artist do? I mean, you're you're. Like, you're out like going yeah. to D- like, shows all the time, so you must have seen some things. This is it. So when I first started DJing, um, I was booked to play at this artist event. So like loads of unsigned artists will come and one artist came without a DJ. So I was kindly enough to be like, all right, I'll DJ for you. And she was supposed to be the headliner in Vet Commerce. Oh my God. Um, and basically her USB stick was corrupted. So like she spent like 15, 20 minutes, what I did, trying to fix it. And then she went on stage and she literally said to me, I don't know if I can swear, but she well, said, yeah, you can, oh, you can. She said, the DJ's fucking up my shit. And I was like, what? And then literally, she was like, oh, everyone blew up the DJ and everyone started booing at me. And then, obviously, I just walked off. Oh, my God. Like, Bro, that, that was got to be the most... Yeah, ridiculous thing I've ever experienced in my life. Was... You're going to have to drop the name now, though, surely. <laughs> Never. I can never <laughs> drop the name. I'm, I can never. I but am, the craziest thing is, yeah, how Karma is such a bitch because she turned around to me like when I got my one extra show. She's like, hey, great to see you doing so well. Can I send you some new new music? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I was just going to say, like what, what, like, what stage was this? Was this a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, like 2017, 18. Yeah, because you weren't the Jeremiah SMI like uh, that you are now with your big bad boy one extra show on a Friday night. Like, <laughs> So now she's like coming back going, oh, I mean, man. it's it's a testament to a, a very well um, well said line of, you know, be careful to, what is it, be nice to everybody because you don't know who you'll meet on the way up and the way down. For real. That's still a terrible, terrible way to think though, surely. Just don't be a dick for the, you know. For the sake of don't being a dick? Just don't be a no, dick. No, but, <laughs> yeah. I, you know when people say that the good guys never make it? Jeremiah, Jeremiah's pl- plotting against that. <laughs> Hopefully, but <laughs> you know it's it's crazy sometimes. But I mean, good luck to her. This Sorry, is, this is a different a different minute though. Like this is this is the era of good guys finish first. Maybe. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I thought, well, Mike, what well, you've played played live music for such a long time? What's the dumbest thing you've ever done on stage? Oh please! I'm not incriminating myself. Well, you don't. Well, I mean, like, you there's can, plenty you of things. You don't have to incriminate yourself. You can like bring us to the edge without like getting yourself cancelled or anything. When, when <laughs> I uh, when I used to drink and like a lot, um, I used to pick, 
pick random people out in the crowd. So anyone that had a drink, like, who's got a drink? People put their drinks in the air and I'd point to one person. I'd get the whole crowd to go down it, down it, and down to the person that have to down their drink. But it got to the point where whenever I went for a sip of a beer, like between songs, the whole crowd would just go down it, down it, every oh, time no. I ever picked up a drink. So I was necking and we were, we used to drink them um, punk IPAs and they're just so strong, man. They're not, it's like down in a loaf of bread. It was just insane. I was down in like six or eight of them every shot. It was awful. Big fat pregnant belly on me as well. You must have Did like, you throw up? Nah, nah, well, probably, yeah. Not on stage. <laughs> yeah. But like, you must have gone on stage sober and come off at Wasted, right? Yeah, or gone on, probably gone on. Buzzed? A little, yeah, a little worse for wear and come off absolutely out of it, yeah. Well, Jeremiah, you don't, you don't drink, but you're in like, you know, you're in clubs all the time and you're around, well, around people who, who drink. I, well, I say I don't drink. I've only stopped drinking recently, but when I first went to Ibiza and um, I was playing at Disturbing Malta, um, obviously Tiny Timber has that song called Drinking From The Bottle. Mm. So I was like, I just turned 18 at the time. I was like, you know what? There's 3,000 people here. I've never seen so much people in my life at one venue. Let me just ask Tiny if I can go on stage and drink a whole bottle of Belvedere vodka. And it was one of those like large bottles. What? <laughs> Honestly, it was the stupidest but greatest decision I've ever done in my life. Did you do it? The whole bottle? I've done it. I, I've done the whole bottle. And then like half an hour later, obviously, <laughs> just gagging and throwing up everywhere. But it was worth the video. Oh my It was crazy. God. Anybody yeah. who's listening to this who thinks, wow, this is, sounds like a great idea. I'm going to down a bottle of vodka. You, just don't bother. Just before we get to um, our, our, our next question, um, I, I need to comment uh, on the backgrounds that you guys have on the Zoom recording that we're doing this on. For, for the benefit of people watching this on the podcast in a couple of days, this will be on YouTube. And it looks like Jeremiah is in the middle of Emmerdale Farm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I just enjoyed the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're such a it's, like, it's so nice. You're such you're such a city boy. Like city boys love the country and country people love the city. Just like <laughs> This is it. I'd love to live in the country, man. Just no people and just bare sheep. <laughs> nice. Mine's not actually a background. I'm sat in front of a window right now. Well, I mean, unless you're doing the, the zoom from the space station mirror, that's a very cosmic looking background that you've got there. Yeah, I'm at the ISS. <laughs> right, let's let's move on to this. That was a million years ago. Right, time for a blast from the past now. A story from music uh, in history. In 1991, Axl Rose caused a riot during a Guns N' Roses gig after leaping into the crowd to remove a camera from a fan. Over 50 people were injured and 15 arrested. What is the stupidest thing you've seen or heard someone doing at a live show kind of similar to the last one but this is more opening it up to the whole room rather than just artists and musicians uh jeremiah you go first slow tie amazing artist oh. but i saw this video like trending on <laughs> mike is just laughing already i don't know which one i'm going to say but i think i'm going to go for the more decent one um i saw a video of him spitting it in a girl's mouth i saw it and i was like what is going on like i can't imagine getting to a stage in my career right and a fan loves me so much so she's like she opens her mouth and she tells me to spit in her mouth with pure phlegm like 
Come on, man. You can do better than that. But at the same time, she might put it sexy. He might have thought it was sexy. And you never know. I mean, you yeah. do, though. You do know. Uh, yeah, yeah do. I mean, like, well, it's just, even if it is, it just, it's, it challenges so many social norms that it's kind of hard to accept. I've never seen, right? some, I've never seen something that sick at a, at a show before. I think it, it is a bit of an abuse of power. Do you know what I mean? Because he doesn't know really. That person might be caught up in the moment and not want that at all. You know, he could have tuberculosis and not know about it. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's the new Gigi Allen. Oh my god! Hopefully not. Um, oh if gosh. if that was to happen post COVID, he would probably get the twenty year sentence. Oh mate! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Imagine doing that post covid 19 oh no oh, i feel i feel i feel dirty even just the thought of it's making yeah. me, making me feel sick i'm not afraid to fail i'm not afraid to fall over make a mistake that oftentimes cripples people on the onset of getting to into anything idris alba giving us motivational uh like juice motivational juice over some sad piano music i mean what else do you need um so the southwest london rapper shay lingo has signed with idris alba's record label seven wallace which actor has made the switch from film to tv that you would like to talk about now note that i just said which actor has made the switch that has been good (laughs) or which has been bad i've just decided to like leave it open because I always feel that if you go from acting to music, it's very rare that you're ever any good. But if you go from music to acting, it's a different scenario. I don't know. I want to see what, how you guys play it out. Mike, starting with you. Um, again, the first thing that's popped into my head here is, is Ant and Deck. Um, <laughs> the famous PJ and Duncan. But you know what? I love Ant and Deck. And they obviously started out on Biker Grove, then went and did... I'm not even quite sure what genre you would call it, the music. I guess they were trying to be like hip-hop, I suppose. <laughs> uh, crazy. But then, you know, then they returned to where they belong and they're the, one of the nation's favourites, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I, th- that is a good answer because, like, I think unless you're over... Like, I mean, Jeremiah, like, how old are you? Like, you're... like. See, this is it. I'm 22. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, you won't remember Ant and Dec as as musicians i say musicians nah. as as like musical performers but i think it was probably around like the popularity of like fresh prince and and will smith and i think yeah. i think like the uk music industry wanted to make their own will uh will smith and they decided hey why have one when we guys. could have two guys from newcastle <laughs> <laughs> but like Funny you mentioned will smith though why because that's what I chose because I couldn't figure it out. Hold hold the phone on that one, but I mean that's that that's a that's a really decent one as well. Um, actually, going through Ant and Dex back catalog, right? Which is how many tracks? I mean, I want to go on Spotify now. Yeah, have a look and have a look. But let's get ready to rumble. Let's not beat around the bush here. It's a Stonewall banger. Oh, it's not. I knew you were going to say that. Is it? Is it just nostalgic? Oh, let, let, let me let me blast a little bit of it in. We, we might get the whole thing pulled because of this. Um, 
Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a... Wait, is that Andrew Vick? Yeah, yeah, it's like that this new Jack Swing kind of thing they tried to do. Oh my days, I never knew that. Do you know that? Do you know the song? Yeah, I've heard the song plenty of times. It's Friday as we record this, Jeremiah. I dare you. I dare you. I double dare you. I'll I'll give you a tenner. Hey, my radio. If you play <laughs> deck, let's get ready to rumble on one extra at like half Next seven on a Friday night. <laughs> Next week. Um, I'm going through their, their catalog. 2012, they dropped the greatest hits, which has 12 tracks on it. Is it is it the one song twelve times? <laughs> yeah, it's like the radio mix, the the yeah. Japanese B side mix, the the slow down mix. No, they've got like um, tracks called "Our Radio Rocks," "Stepping Stone," "Better Watch Out," "Eternal Love," "Stuck on You," "Shout," "Perfect." I'll give you if if I give you my number, and there's one called "You Crazy Cats" with "Crazy" and "Cats" with a K. Will we play a bit of it to hear what it sounds like? Yeah. You crazy cats. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the Happy Mondays. It sounds good to me. like that, that Wild Wild West tune that Will Smith did for <laughs> the movie. It sounded a bit like that. Let me see. Get ready. Get steady. I mean, I, I'd like to say I was going to go after this and listen to Ant and Deck all day, but like, there's not a fucking my mission that's happening. Um, Jeremiah, like, we've we've got your answer already, but like, talk talk me through why why you picked um, Will Smith. I tell you why, because that's the only person I could think of that's actually went from being on TV slash in movies to being a musician. Because like, Yomi was doing, going through that phase of where like Fresh Prince of Bel Air and like Summertime in that era. And I was like, oh, that's not the best I could think of. But I guess Will Smith's one of those people, like, he's he's always been good at acting, but he was surprisingly good at music. But I feel like as he's grown older, like, he hasn't really stayed on top of the music. He just stayed to acting. But I guess he's one of those people that you just can't ignore. Like, even if he makes bad music, it's Will Smith, so you almost have to love it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, but, like... Can he have can he have a musical comeback? Like, can a man in his early fifties come back to hip hop and drop an album and it be taken seriously? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Will Smith can, especially with what's going on right now with him and his missus. Surely you've seen that, right? I've, I've heard something. You tell that You fill me in. But from what I know is that um, Jada, uh, who is his wife, has... Uh, open relationship with August Aslina, something like that, the American R&B singer. I'm sticking the and word. Apparently, I'm sticking the word ale- in, allegedly in here just for legal reasons. But go yeah, ahead. please. Oh my <laughs> days. Yeah, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's what that's what's been going around the internet. And then Jada says she's going to take herself to the red table, so she might interview herself. But yeah, so like, if Will Smith came out, what does that been, what does that mean? Bring bring herself to the red table. What's that mean? So she has that platform where she like interviews people about their life. Uh, so she's bringing herself. So she's going so, to interview herself. Didn't Alan Partridge do that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, wait, only God knows how that's going to go. But if Will Smith said tomorrow, I'm going to do an R&B album talking about his wife and his whole love life, I reckon it would be a number one. Just saying. What well, like, I mean, did you listen to like much Will Smith? Mike, because like when I was at uni, we used to stick Will Smith on all the time, but it was kind of like a little bit ironically because some of the boys that I was friends with were into like old school hip hop, so they would stick on like Willennium and we'd listen to it like start to finish. Big Willie style is I had it on CD, man, and I wore it out as well. Um, I I'd always love Fresh Prince. I just I love Will Smith is like that that guy at school who's like good looking smart like gets good grades is on all of the teams on the football team like he's just that guy and he's good at everything so like i know you love you love you love to see him do well but you also hate him because he's just got everything down you know what i mean he, he really does yeah and his, his kids are pretty cool as well and yeah. he, he also like has written one of my favorite lines in in hip-hop but like not really my favorite line but like he he wrote the line some people call me soft more like microsoft <laughs> 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 right here we Bullshit. go next one feel free to sing along I sit and wait there's an angels contemplate my face this is a cover from a, I, think, I think he's from Switzerland the place is where we go when we're My wife's going to be like, oh, what are you doing in that wee cabin of yours? You're just singing Robbie Williams at 10 to 12 on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Um, Robbie Williams this week claims that he and his wife, uh, Ada Field, were threatened with uh, being beheaded while doing charity work in, in Heidi. I, see, I saw that as a as a news story during the week. Um, and my very tenuous question to that is, which member of a boy band has gone on to great success and you're not allowed to say Justin Timberlake? Um, Jeremiah? Yeah, I struggled with this one as well, but um, I guess Sway Lee from Ration Road. Um, That's a shout. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the other guy. No, it sounds so rude, but it's so weird because when you think of like records like um, Unforgettable, and you've done so many things that like just solo projects that you just don't think of the other member of Ration Road. And I feel like the other member was more like rappy, but sometimes vocals in terms of singing. And especially in terms of the hip hop and rap scene, just go 
a lot further when you can do both as well. So, yeah, he smashed it. It's impossible for there to be a boy band or a girl group, um, like a pop group, really, and there not be dominant members in it. Like, even if I think now, right, of Destiny's Child, I can think of Beyonce and Kelly, and I can't think of the third. Michelle. Really? Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. Like, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, but it did like oh, uh, like now that you say it, like I'm right, okay, Michelle. But like yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's the dominant ones in in, in pop groups. And then there's just those yeah. pop groups that, that fade away, like pretty much all of the late nineties ones. Who is the hero of the week for, for you guys? Um Jeremiah, starting with you, who's your hero of the week? Simple, Stormzy man like that man that individual like he's done so much for me just as a, a young black person and he's just done so much for, like the like young black people like entrepreneurs recently he, he said he's done like donate or invest 10 million pounds over the next 10 years into like like young black people's lives like doing stuff like that is is one inspiration and like the sort of things that he's just been able to amount to in the last like four or five years i remember like just seeing him at represent radio when like he first started and he dropped one song called Not That Deep and he was he was very humble but like since then like you know so many number ones and like head down in Glastonbury with a flipping banty bulletproof vest on yet when you still meet the person he's as humble as when he first started and for me that's just like come on so is it yeah. like as someone so so as someone your age is it important to have somebody like Stormzy in the mainstream representing your voice 100 percent. because for, for a lot of, for a lot of young people like me like i don't really listen to drill music but obviously it's like it's it's popular it's in fashion with like young black culture but sometimes drill music doesn't connect with me because a lot of the time it's talking about like violent stuff and i'm always been a person I'm just i'm just a sweet boy at heart and stormzy manages to find a way of like being gangster being sweet but also being very faithful and godly and for me, it's like, well, it's a bit of everyone's pie. So, like, it's definitely important to have someone like Stormzy, you know, can just impact everybody, no matter what colour or what race you are. I think you see that a lot with, with any artist that comes up from a working class background, that they're more likely to give stuff back when they when they get to the top because they kind of remember what it was like to have very little. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, you know. Because I feel like a, a lot of I feel like a lot of the rappers that we have today, like everyone is financially that everyone that does well, surely that like you're financially stable, and like some of them haven't been vocal enough to give back. Like SL, he's a rapper from South London. He's never had a UK number one, but he's pledged a hundred grand to support young people. And he's like, you got all these other bigger rappers who are in the UK. Who definitely have more money than SL, I assume, because you know they've got more hits than him. Yet they haven't mentioned to give back at all. And of course, they're not obliged to give back. But you know, morally, it's always good to feed back into the environment that made you who you are today. There's other ways so, that it makes you look good as well, doesn't it? Is that, is that at the same th- time, it does. Hundred percent. So cynical man. I, I always feel like it's like fifty-fifty. You know what I mean? Like when you have. Yeah like oh, i'm not naming names but like famous pop singers going to like see terminally ill children to get the photo of them with their thumbs up like look what a nice person i am i always wonder yeah do you know what i mean my mom always my mom always taught me that jerry like if you ever do something like give a homeless person clothes never post it online yeah. because like that's not your blessing your blessing is just doing it from your heart yeah so i i get that aspect as well 
So it's a tricky that. one because you never know. They could be doing it behind closed doors. Yeah, like all that George Michael stuff that only came out after he died. Like he was donating left, right and centre and paying for stuff. I feel like he did it like in a really good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't like, make a, the master song and the dancing about it. He did it for, for the right reasons. But like that Stormzy um, is the set. Like this is episode two and he's been two people out of the four people that we've had on Hero of the Week. So Stormzy's obviously doing something right. He mm. is... Mike, who's your hero? Um, for some reason, I didn't didn't pick anyone, but I'm gonna. Off, off the, <laughs> I'm off my own now. hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for uh, Rashford, man. Marcus Rashford. Yeah, big time. Is is isn't it a shame when like Premier League footballers have to like fund the government always? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a it's a weird time. I mean, yeah. like like footballers get paid more than even the most successful musicians do. And True. having like somebody like Marcus Rashford, but they, I mean, he could he backs up the, the point I was making earlier on about somebody coming from very little and g- giving back to the community that he was in because he knows that like kids need to eat. I mean, this is such a basic uh, human right that I it's amazing that he even has to tweet about it or approach government about feeding children in the morning. I mean, what government? will like you know not do that in the first place but like we, sh- we shouldn't be in a place as a culture or a society that he this this conversation even has to happen but for marcus rashford to go and do it and for a footballer to make a difference like that you don't see it half enough do you really we yeah. make people aware as well i feel like you know there's 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 loads of like middle class people that that would never have like that wouldn't have even popped into their heads because they're not in that situation they wouldn't have even known it was a thing but i feel like now because he's done that like you know people are aware mm. do you do you I'm, i might be playing dumb here but do you do you honestly feel like people who are middle class genuinely don't know that's going on <clears throat> i have like, conversations with i've got loads of friends man who like when i talk about stuff like you know they're just they're not even it's, it's stuff that doesn't even there's been loads mind. of stuff like with this with this blm stuff man there's been loads of stuff where i've seen my friends posting things out and i've been like you, you didn't know that like that's crazy that you're finding that out now so i yeah. suppose that like things like that uh, bringing bringing you know stuff to the attention you you would be amazed at the stuff people don't know Mad. i think anyway yeah. big time that's good to hear. <clears throat> so marcus rashford stormzy our heroes of the week and it brings us on to oh my god you're a piece of garbage a real shitty piece of garbage uh... our villain of the week who are we going to get for this, <laughs> Jeremiah? Oh, why me first? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, right? It might just stay there. I, I don't have one. However, if I was actually thinking of someone that might have had some scrutiny this week or the last month, then there's two people. Uh, one is Virgil Abloh. I think he's a great designer. I wear stuff all the time. But you saw um, um, he was designing the Pop Smoke album cover and he got so much backlash from everybody because it basically looked like uh, an artwork someone done on like paint or like word, yeah, WordPad or something like that. But, you know, most important thing, Pop Smoke's music was great. This is me trying to be diplomatic, mm. but also grill Virgil, but, but, you know. Yeah, but like, I mean... There's there's two sides to it. Like 
you like like this this fella has like passed away and and anything to, like to do with his art should be really kindly considered considering that it probably will be the last um release of new music or original music that'll ever happen like i mean like a good example of getting that right was mac miller and releasing mac, the stuff that mac miller had um uh last year uh but but then in sort of not not to defend virgil but like just to sort of play devil's advocate really is there's certain i mean michael telly's like he's well into design much more so than me but that's an aesthetic as well like i mean maybe that's the aesthetic that he was going for do you know maybe it's not like he just turned up and was like right 15 minutes on paint and there we go yeah i I always wonder with stuff like that man after the artist has died like because i always think myself if it was me like I well it would just torment me dying and not having like some some tunes out you know that that I, I want to get out but then also I'd want to be there for like the way you know for the artwork and the way like music was released and stuff I always wonder like how I would feel about it or how they come up with you know do they say before they die you know or is it just a label trying to cash in on a death like I always I never really know what the situation is with that stuff what do you reckon I I, I think like as you said i think the the thing is like it, it would it would be hateful for for you specifically if there was music sitting in the in the vault and that, that, that couldn't come out i mean like i think prince has albums and albums and albums of stuff that, that's come out it, it can be very like it can get very murky and messy in considerations of people's estate so it's really whoever is in control of the music is is key to what what happens next but like if if somebody passed away and you you would obviously get their people together to go how would they have liked this and you kind of would have tried to play it out as if with close friends and close family how they would have liked it i'll be haunting people man (laughs) oh Um, do you believe in ghosts ghosts you believe in them because you said you were haunting people yeah, no, I don't really know. It was more of a joke. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> do, do you, Jeremiah? No, no way. I'd, me believing guys, I'd be shitting myself every day. <laughs> um, so use the ghost as a toilet paper. Our, our villain, villain of the week, uh, Virgil. And uh, moving on to Mike, who is... You're a Mike. piece of garbage. A real shitty piece of garbage. Uh... Way to lower my self-esteem, man. There's not much of it there. <laughs> um... Mine's a lazy one, I think, but I just hate him so much. It's Donald Trump just is my hope, my most hated person I mean, on the planet, I think. He pr- just epitomizes everything that is wrong in the world. He's he's my villain of a lifetime, I think. Is there anything like particular that he's done recently, or is it just the fact that he's just never I just never ending? I need to vocalize that at any time I'm on anything. If you, if we'd have to have a whole separate podcast as to stuff that that guy's done that I dislike, but yeah, is that me that's pinging as well? That? <laughs> that's that's probably Donald mm. Trump's lawyers. They're probably like going, <laughs> "We know where you live. We're gonna get no, you." Oh, is my manager? You're banned from touring America. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I mean that's that that's a pretty simple one. I mean, like, there's not even any point talking about donald trump's many foibles because that's that's not even a podcast that's a whole series (laughs) (laughs) series five to series ten of how much a douchebag donald trump is um okay right moving us on to you were in the parking lot earlier that's how i know you we're we're looking to find out those those uh 
weird and crazy moments that you you bump into either idols of yours, people that you're familiar with in music or movies. Um, I just love hearing hearing stories. Um, and my friend Ryan sent me this in about a, a time he met a, a quite quite a big female singer in in Belfast. So years ago, I used to work for a club in Belfast, and the size of the place kind of made bumping into uh, famous musicians pretty easy. So you just sort of had to ignore them and get on with whatever it was you were doing. Uh, so I remember once being upstairs above the club stage and needing to get back downstairs. So as I round this corner, I can see PJ Harvey in the elevator ahead of me. She noticed me and kindly reached over to use the whole door button. So I start picking up the pace a little and by the time I've got within about 10 feet, she just lets them close in my face and gave me the finger. So huge respect for a power play like that. She'd never met me before in her life. <laughs> and uh, I've experienced a lot of weird stuff uh, during my time there and sometimes the lines blur. So PJ Harvey, if you're listening and this wasn't you, you need to let me know because you've been getting the blame for this for the best part of 10 years. <laughs> There you go, P- PJ Harvey giving the middle finger to one of the staff at the at the limelight. That was Ryan McCormick, legend in the game. Um, I want to know about the sort of encounters that maybe you guys have had as well. By the way, if anybody listening to this wants to send in a voice note of their encounter, send send it to slacker.ptag at gmail.com and I will play it if it's good and funny. Um, Mike, You've bound to have bumped into so many people on the you, circuit. You, are you you've are you saying this for any particular reason? There's a... I'm not like, but the, the, I love how this is making you feel really uncomfortable. Uh, well, I've I've only sort of just lived it down. Like it was it was like the first thing when you googled my name. It was the first thing that came up a BBC on, article about why I'm so embarrassed to potentially meet Dave Grohl again. No, um, what happened? I story... I I missed this. It's such a, such a crazy story, man. I don't, I'll, I'll try and condense it. Um, so uh, I was on tour in Australia and uh, it was a day off. We had like a couple of days off maybe. And we were in, um, I think it's called Jimmy's Pizza. I don't know if anyone is Australian on here. Fact check me. But um, it's, like a, it's like a club. There's also a pizza joint and it's in this basement in Sydney. And um, so anyway, uh, I was outside having a cigarette and then... Um, a guy got out of a cab and I was like, well, easy Dave Grohl. And it was actually Dave Grohl. <laughs> and, uh, so he got out and I, I was chatting to him for a good solid, like five minutes, just telling him that I like, it was, oh, I can't even imagine what I was saying. Just telling him I loved him, I assume. Telling him my, my favorite songs. And like, he's the reason I was in the band, all this stuff. And he kept looking down and I was like, what's he looking at? And I looked down and I was had hold of his arm with both of my hands and I didn't even realize the whole five minutes I was talking to him. I was, I was like holding on to him and he went, dude, get off of me. And it was just awful. But anyway, it gets oh, worse. Right. So that whole night, like he, he was there, like Chris Shifflett was there, Pat Smear, like the whole band were there. And um, my manager and the rest of my band, knowing that I'm like a massive fan, kept going over to Dave going, you've got to meet Mike. He's a massive fan. You've got to meet him. And uh, every time I turned around, it seemed Dave Grohl was there with someone trying to, it looked like I'd gone around everyone and said, please get him to speak to me, please, please. Oh my God. Anyway, um, my manager at the time, same thing, you know, I turned around, Dave Grohl was there. And then Jamie was like, here he is now, here he is. And he goes, oh, I know you, you're the weirdo from outside. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. I, know. <laughs> oh, I think about it all the time. That's not fair. That's your hero when he's called you a weirdo. Man, I was a weirdo, trust me. Like, But, I mean, 
when you meet your hero, it's really hard for you to be yourself. Like, it's hard for you to sort of dust it down and just go, right, play it cool, here we go. That's the only time I've been massively starstruck like that. I, I didn't know what to do. I, did, I, did, I just needed to talk to him. How yeah, how was it left? Like, I mean, because obviously you played it out in your head about, like, jam, like, talking with him, and then he's, like, going, well, actually, we need another guitarist on stage yeah, tonight. Mate, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> could you, could you come and join us? For some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I think I've heard of you. Maybe we should write, write an album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I used to have that when I was a kid, like, of going... Oh yeah, I'd be in, I'd be in the crowd at Old Trafford, and then they'd be like, "Oh, we need a player," and then I'd be in my shirt, and they'd be like, "Let's get that eleven-year-old boy and stick him on the pitch right now." Uh, oh, yeah. Mike, I'm 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 scarlet red for you. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm worried. Have you got like a filter or something you can put on? on yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll get some sort of like Instagram filter, and I'll put it over your face. Amazing. So. Um, J- Jeremiah, you you're not going to beat that, are you? Like. I heavily doubt it. Um, when I first started the BBC, right, it was on the residency, so I had a show once a month. And it was my first ever show. When you started at like, the BBC, I remember this, right, because you had a show once a month, yet you were in six days a week. Um, and, six days a and, week. And you were, like, you, yeah, you were in, like, eight hours every day for six hours, six days a week. And I remember, like, turning to my producer, I was like, that kid's gonna end up with a proper show on one extra, like, he, and you fucking did. So fair play, I'm very proud of you. Finally did it. Trust me. Very thank proud you, of you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, first residency show, right? Um, I had Ray on, who's an amazing singer. She like, works with everyone. Um, and then she had a song with uh, Mr. Easy called Decline, and it was like doing promo for her. So I was like, cool. And so she came on a show, right? And then, like, I looked at her and I was like, whoa, she's beautiful, right? And being the rookie that I was, because it's like my first... By the way, BBC is my first ever job, so I've never had a job before until I came to BBC. So, like, we were on air and I was, like, flirting with her as a joke on radio. And then she was like... And I was like, look, we're the same age, we're both Ghanaian, you know, like, maybe. And then she was like, yeah, like, we can go to the park for a picnic, for a picnic or something. And obviously, she said that as a joke, but me being young, I'm thinking, oh my days, I'm going to be in with Ray and I'm going to have like a famous girlfriend. And then I actually tried to slide in her DM and like tried to speak to her. And then I can't remember, but I think she said, my G, my G. And then I was like, oh, flipping it. Hold on. Then Charlie Blow gets worse. Brought me on the eighth when he was at BBC. And then like to Ray's like, Oh, you know, we have someone in... He didn't tell me this. He's like, we have someone that's a new presenter. He's a great DJ. He's amazing. And he's a bit of a stalker of you. He has, like, pictures of you up on his wall. And I couldn't really, like, back out of this because I'm just behind her, innit? So I was like, for flip's sake. That's... Oh, man. Charlie played you played you bad there. But see, when, when, when you... When you uh, when you were in her DMs and she says, my G, my G, is that, friend, is that like... that? That's friend-zoned, right? That's that bro. That's modern friends, and that's like that's like flag brothers. <laughs> oh my that's god! Like, <laughs> I'll keep that. That's like social distancing. <laughs> my G. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for me to know that now, because like I, I, I just in case I need a friend zone. Some people, maybe I'll go into my wife or later on. I'll be like, my G. um wow okay i mean they're both incredible stories uh yeah i'm really embarrassed for the for the lot of you um right we've got we've got one one final bit and it's kind of like what 
really what we should be doing um, is putting a little bit of uh, sort of musical love back out into the world. I fucking love this band. They are the best band ever, period. Right, so I haven't interjected too much. I'm kind of just playing the host, but uh, I, I want to make a suggestion this week. It's a South Korean producer, uh, and it's her second EP, and she's called Park Hai Jin, and it's very wavy, and her first EP was all house music and uh, quite gospely, and this one isn't at all, uh, and it's wicked, and I'll put a link to it below uh, on the podcast and on uh, the YouTube as well. Uh, Mike, who, who would you... Who would you uh, tell us to go and listen to? Apart from yourself, of course, before we even get to this, who has um, an EP dropping next Friday? I do, yeah. It's called uh, Food for Thought. Shameless plug. Go and uh, check it out if you like. It's kind of like lo-fi hip-hop, but I don't know, uh, like a gimpy white guy version maybe i'm not sure i don't know what it is it's quite weird it's just all my influences sort of regurgitated happy day so so that's like a fully Absolutely. fully p from headache coming out on yeah, friday for you all to check out anyway you've embarrassed me now um i would like everyone to check out uh, my mate geo it kind of makes um i don't even know what what kind of music you would uh you know what i'm not even gonna I want the, the mystery to uh, to overcome you and you just have to go and check it out. I'm I'm going to uh, give you a link, I think, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's hard to find. When you type Geo in, because it's just three letters, like loads of famous people come up, like George, et cetera, on Spotify. So it's hard to find. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really good. Like, insanely good. Wicked Wildfire, fire me that link and I, I will let everybody else uh, follow it after they're finished watching this. Um, Jeremiah, you're like a, a harbinger of new music. Like you go out and you find yeah. it and you you drop it, and I'm sure you've got about a hundred you can give to us. But give us one. Yeah, um, bit of a shameless plug, but my little brother is flipping amazing. Like I kid you not. Yeah, he's been learning how to play like piano calls, and he's just been making really great music. He's been working with H's team as well recently, mm. and I'm just like, bro, where do you learn how to make so much great music? So like, yeah, like. I say his, his producer name is 17X and like, hey, pretty good, man. He does like house music. He does like, even does um, like soundscapes for movies as well. Like he does the whole shebang and he's actually very good at it. Like, wow. So yeah, I will, uh, like Mike done, put the link in it. So please. Have you played, like, have you played him on the radio yet? Can't do that. Got to stand that long. I was going to say, form. you have to go fill out a conflict of interest form. Oh, mate, three, four pages long just to say he's my brother. <laughs> I'll leave it. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you do that, Phil, for me. <laughs> um, well, there we go. There's there's three recommendations um, for you guys to go go and listen to um, and enjoy. And the final part of our, our podcast is, is showing a lot of love um, to um, the Patreon to help the, the podcast um, uh, train keep rolling, um, where we do a thing called the portrait of a patreon i really need to like get a piece of music for this i've got sound effects for everything else but this this is portrait of a patreon and it is i probably pronounced the name wrong um as i do all the time jeremiah you get this right like uh, when you're on radio and you pronounce names wrong i do it i do it probably weekly my name is hard enough mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> remember your own I, name <laughs> i yeah I, what, what do people call you mike me or oh, mate, you don't want to know. Mike Ducky. 
Oh, right. My, yeah. I get a million things. Yeah. Just, just headache now straight up. Yeah. Just, just go straight for headache. Jeremiah, I stick the I in your name all over the place. It changes for every time I spell it. I've, I've noticed this week. <laughs> yeah. Asian ma, Ashama, Asian man, piss off. <laughs> Asiyama. Asiyama. Yeah. But you know what? Got it. I'll deal with that one. It's all good. I'll be asking <laughs> um, uh. the, the Our portrait of a patron is Jiren Shoop. Um, and I've definitely got that wrong. Her all-time favorite record is David Bowie's Hunky Dory. Favorite band is the 1975. Yes! Big, big fan, Jeremiah? A lot of their songs sound like 1980s power ballads. I'm not slandering. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's a good thing. I mean, a lot of them sound like Phil Collins and NXS and like all the sort of stuff that like... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but so I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> best release of the year is The Birthday Party by the 1975. Um... <laughs> worst band is imagine dragons by just saying i'm not what? i'm not a fan i just can't i just can't so you're telling me radioactive is not a great song radioactive oh yeah do you know what? i'm kind of with them oh. it's like, I, I don't i don't dislike them i don't really like them it's just about i don't even know any of their songs i don't listen to the radio so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna tell me you... max gonna tell me you don't like bastille as well aren't you Matt, like, right? I, d- I don't. I don't. I, 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 I have nothing, nothing, nothing against like the dude or the music or anything like that. It's just not for me. But you know what? I would love to see a cross section of Bastille fans just to see what kind of people they are. Because I, you know, normally you kind of know what like an artist fans like. Yeah. Yeah. What are Bastille fans? I'd love to see like just twenty of them. I think ba- Bastille fans. <clears throat> you could probably like. I think they're one of those rare bands that. Like write down all your social demographics and pick one from each, and they'll they'll probably have one from each of them. Do you know what right. I mean? I imagine they'd be like painting Warhammer and drinking Monster Energy. <laughs> I might have got it completely wrong. What's the burn? Then you get me. The burn is deep. Um, the most cringe musical experience for our portrait of a patron, um, Jiren, is I forgot the lyrics to the second verse of a song I covered at my second open mic and got heckled in a coffee shop. The MC made me take a couple of minutes to regain composure and finish the song. I think of that every time I go into that coffee shop. I mean, that's putting yourself through torture, isn't it? Like, I think yeah. I've I've been to that situation where I forgot lyrics because I'm like I, I've written some songs and I can play a couple of songs and if I get drunk enough at a house party, I'll 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 play it. But I forget the lyrics every single time, and I don't get embarrassed. I just laugh it off because I'm shy. I've, <laughs> I've got a trick for it. That if you ever forget lyrics to your own song, you just back away from the mic, and I call it goldfishing. You just do like you know your mouth like that, and then it looks like you're trying to get the crowd to sing along. Or what you can even do is if they're close enough, you can pick someone out in the front row and go, "Oh yeah," like they're mouthing the lyrics, and you can just pick them back up again and carry on. Oh, that's <laughs> a, that's a good technique, Jaron. There you go. If you want to be a portrait of a patron, then uh, or a, yeah, a portrait of a patron, all you have to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash slacker podcast and become a patron of the podcast for all the price of a cup of tea a month. Um, Jeremiah, just before we finish, what do you do if you mess up DJing? Because like I, like, I mean, I've got various different techniques because I have messed up numerous times. Although you're, a lot, I've watched videos of you, DJ, you're a lot more skillful than I am. Try to be. Um, when you say mess up, elaborate, as in like clanging, so Clang- two songs sound out of sync. You got two. Or like, two, you've been gone. 
it, like any reason of like messing up like i mean you could like uh, be pulled out of one of the sides of like the the decks um you might have like accidentally hit the crossfader over and the music's gone like <clears throat> how do you style it out I get on the mic. If if I as soon as I fucked up, I get straight on the mic and I just start talking to the crowd like nothing's happened. It's the I'm radio so in you, isn't it? It's the radio in you, literally. Yeah. Like if my USB corrupts, I have to do two things. I have a blame it on the sound engine. And I'm like, oh, because everyone goes, oh, and I'm like, sound man, what's going on? Then as he's talking, like, come on, like, and I'm talking my USB back in, yeah. I'm like, hold on, like, I reset the crime, like, right, the energy's not right in there. We need to take it up to another level. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> However, I'm saying that, my guiltiest thing I've ever done in Arabia is that I've accidentally stepped on the wire and the whole socket of the DJ Dex went off. Oh. That was long, but anyway. That's the. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna pull you out of one there and just say that that's the. That's the venue's fault for having the power socket somewhere that a DJ could stand on it. Maybe even sue him. Yeah, exactly. Let's get. Let's get some sweet, sweet, um, sweet suing money. (laughs) Mike, like, how do you like? uh, What if? What? What's the sort of vibe when when you played in the band? Like when somebody used to mess up? Because when I played in a band. You'd come off after a show, and I clearly would have fucked up, and everybody would be looking at me, and it really wasn't a, a nice experience. I think we were pretty good at styling it out. I think that was a bit of our like Steve's was was kind of like you know not really caring too much. But the, the worst time we ever messed up was at my friend Steve's wedding. Shout out Steve Sears, um, and everyone like everyone's quite musical in the friendship group, so he made bands out of like just pulled random five people. Like, hey, you're the drama, you're the bass player. And my band was our own band for the wedding. We had to learn a bunch of songs, but we were on tour until the day before. So um, that day we sort of bashed through and we're like, yeah, we'll be fine. Got there to the wedding that all the other people have been rehearsing for like weeks. I mean, like weeks and had it all down like a proper set. And I forgot the lyrics to the boys are back in town. Second verse it was quite awful. I couldn't even style it out. Everyone was like, mate, isn't this your job? Like, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty brutal, man. I'm not going to lie. Flip, oh my mate, god! At just, a wedding as well. Yeah, I, I was stone cold sober, and it was just all the, everyone was wasted and heckling me. It was like like something out of a nightmare. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, I played all that part. Yeah, exactly. Just just humming along. Um, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your Friday to look back on the the week in music and coming on and being my slacker friends. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.